week that you are taking in the middle of a series, right? Uh, in case you don't know, it's kind of weird because since we don't have the screens and stuff, I can't tell you, like, this is going to be a X number of week series. Uh, but this series is going to be six weeks. This is week three, all right? So we've got this week and then three more in the wilderness uh, until we go on to the next one, uh, which is going to be awesome. Uh, I've already got it planned out. No thanks to my own. Um, the Spirit, like, hit me upside the head on Tuesday night, and uh, I've got a great plan for the next series. I'm also terrified to preach it, because it's going to step on just about everybody's toes. Uh, so we're going to get there, but uh, before we get there, we're going to finish our trek through the wilderness. And so if you remember uh, last week, we're talking about Moses, we're talking about the Israelites, they're out in the middle of nowhere, right? They're out in the desert. And what do they do constantly? Complain, they grumble. That's right. It says they're constantly grumbling against Moses. And so Moses, at one point, says, I'm going to wash my hands of these people. They're yours, God. Deal with your people, please. And let me tell you, as a leader in the church, sometimes, sometimes. So Moses, Moses is leading the people into the wilderness. They're grumbling. And so finally God says, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Because they're grumbling specifically because they're hungry, right? And so if you remember last week, we talked about what they were used to was plentiful food whenever they wanted it, right? Cabinets full of stuff. They could eat whatever and whenever they needed it. And in the wilderness, they had gone three days without eating, and suddenly the world was ending, right? They were ready to go back into slavery. So God sets up this great system. He says, look, I'm going to give you quail to eat in the evenings, and I'm going to give you bread to eat in the mornings. And so in Exodus chapter 16... Moses and Aaron go back to the people. And it's starting in verse 13. It says, That evening, quail came and covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. So Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each one is to gather as much as he needs. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. So every morning the dew would come out, and when the dew disappeared, there were these thin little pieces of bread that were called manna. And so the Israelites were told, you're going to go out every day and gather enough manna for that day, just for the day. So it says they did. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, he who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little did not have too little. Each one gathered as he needed. But then Moses said, No one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses, and they kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them, right? So they're grumbling. They say, God, give us food. God's like, all right, great. Here's my plan on how I'm going to feed you. And what do the Israelites do? Essentially what they do is they say, well, that's not good enough, right? That's not good enough. So it says some of them tried to keep it and it got maggots and it was nasty by the morning. I remember they're like tent camping out in the desert. So you can imagine the smell that would create in a camp, right? Imagine being those people's neighbors who followed all the rules and then you wake up in the morning and your neighbor is the problem. So it says every morning they would gather, right? Every morning, each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed. And when the sun grew hot, it melted away. But on the sixth day, which is where we're going to focus today, 
On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two omers for each person. And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. He said this, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever's left and keep it until morning. So they saved it until morning as Moses commanded, and it did not stink or get maggots in it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. So, so God says, I'm going to feed you each day. Every day, every morning, you're going to go out and gather up this bread, and it's what you're going to eat for the day. Except on the sixth day of the week, you're going to gather twice as much so that on the seventh day, you'll take what he calls a Sabbath, a day without work. In fact, this was a day even in the, in the desert where they didn't move. Like, okay, remember, the Israelites are going from point A to point B. They started in Egypt, and they're working their way to the promised land. And God says, look, this is what you're going to do. You're going to travel for six days. You're going to eat and gather for six days. On the seventh, you are going to stop, and you are going to rest. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm an Israelite, I'm going to look at the seventh day like a wasted day, right? Because we live, we live in a culture where, let's be honest, our culture says you have to work, 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 right? How many of us, we, we work and work and work, and you hear these horror stories, right? Where like people have been working their whole lives to get retired, and they retire at 65, and they die after like two years, right? This just, this just happened to, to our bishop, Mike Coiner. <laughs> right? We work, we work, and we work, and we look for that, and where's the rest, right? We're looking for the rest. We look forward, well, someday, someday there will be rest. And meanwhile, from the very beginning, from the, the start here, when they go, not even in the promised land yet, God is saying, take the rest now. There should be one day a week that you are taking rest. And so, so we look at our week, and we think, okay, well, how am I going to fit that in, right? How am I going to fit in a day of Sabbath, how in the world can I take a day off? And let me tell you, it's really hard as a pastor because like Sunday doesn't even count as my day off. <laughs> this is like my one day a week, right? That's what everyone always tells me, right? So you, you have to find this day of Sabbath. But the thing is, for most of us, it's not about finding a day of Sabbath. Okay? I, think of, I think of this Sabbath and, and rest a lot like I look at uh, tithing right, and giving to the Lord. Usually what we do is when we, when we first try to start giving, we think, okay, I've got this much that I, that I have, and I already have to do this, this, and this. Whatever's left, then I'll figure out from that, right? That's what most of us do with our Sabbath day. We think, well, if there's some time left this week, I'll rest. If there's a moment, if I get a moment, I'll do it. Instead, what we ought to do is what God says to do with our tithe, which is that we take the first 10%, and then we work out of what's left. This is how I look at Sabbath rest. If we try to fit it in after we've scheduled everything else, we'll never have a moment to rest. Right? We'll be running, running, running constantly. But if we start our week and we say, this day, I'm setting this day aside as my Sabbath this week, and we schedule nothing in it, it's a whole lot easier to find some moments, isn't it? And it's all in where we start. So God tells them, six days you're going to gather, and on the sixth day you'll gather enough for the second so you don't have to work that day. 
And you're not going to move. You're not going to go. You're just going to sit and you're going to be. We don't do a lot of being in our lives, do we? We have a whole lot of doing, right? Schedules that are full of stuff. Always going, always going, always going. Right? And, and there have been plenty of you who have reminded me that part of why I can do that is because I'm young. Okay? But I know, right? Because I know enough of you and I know enough about how people work to know that it's not just the young that are running, 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 running. We are all guilty of continually running without taking a moment to be. And yet the Lord sets off, even from the time of the Israelites, this, this day, every week, to take Sabbath. And I have people ask, you know, well, well I work weekends, so how does that work? I can't take Saturday, right? Because technically Saturday is day seven. How do I take the week? You don't have to take the seventh day, right? And here they did, right? But we're living after Jesus. What Jesus is asking us to do is to just take a Sabbath. Pick one, <laughs> right? If you're working every day but Monday, take Monday, <laughs> right? The point is, the point here from God, he says, he calls it a test. Because it says in verse 27, despite this, nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather it, and they found none. And so the Lord says to Moses, now this one, this one cracks me up, right? It's not Moses complaining to the Lord. It's the Lord saying this to Moses. How long will you refuse to keep my commands and my instructions? Bear in mind that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. That is why on the sixth day he gives you bread for two days. So the people rested on the seventh day. I love this because he says, not the Lord has forced you to take a Sabbath, which is how most of us feel when your pastor is up here telling you you should take some time off, right? You're like, God's forcing me to take time off. God says, I have given them the Sabbath. This is a gift to you. <laughs> God has gifted us time off. So what do we do? We ignore it, right? We ignore it. We say, well, I don't need that. I can take, I can take time next week, right? There will be time next year, <laughs> right? And I'm guilty of this. I am so, so guilty of this, <laughs> right? And, and you'll learn what, the, what I always say is I preach to myself first, right? So if I'm preaching something to you, like now, I'm usually preaching to myself and hoping that I'm getting it as I preach it. Okay, we've got to have moments of rest, Right? And so I have to question, because I, I thought this week, I'm like, all right, God, I'm sure that all of us have heard a message about the Sabbath. All of us have been told we should take a day off, that we should take time to rest. But the thing is, the mentality that most of us take with our time off, with our rest time, with our Sabbath, the mentality most of us have is that resting is not accomplishing anything. Right? But I feel like I have to remind you this morning that rest is a verb. Rest is something that we do. <laughs> when we rest, when we take a Sabbath, when we take time to not be the person in charge for a day, what we do is we relinquish the reins of whatever we were working on. And we say, okay, Lord, you've got this. <laughs> I'm trusting, right? Rest and trust go hand in hand. Because you can't rest if you don't trust the person who's taking your place on that day. So if we think of it this way, that when we rest, we're letting God do what God does. I don't know about you. I'm cool with resting seven days a week. <laughs> right? Or calling on early retirement. <laughs> because if, 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 if my rest is going to show that I trust in God and is going to let God do what God does instead of me taking control of it, 
then by all means, take it all, Lord. <laughs> Meanwhile, God says, I'm giving you a day. I'm gifting you a day each week that I want you to sit and be with me, right? Because if we're going to talk about rest as a verb, it means that rest does not mean we just don't go to work that day. It means we're replacing our work with trust and reliance on the Lord. So for each of us, that looks a little bit different. For some of us, trusting and relying on the Lord on our Sabbath means we're spending a lot of time in Scripture, right? We're reading and reading all day. For some of us, it's moments of prayer. For others, it's moments of worship. There are a lot of ways, even just in this space, that we spend time with the Lord, that we give the Lord that Sabbath opportunity to sew back in, to recharge our batteries. There are a lot of ways we do that. So I'm not going to offer you one specific way you can do that. What I'm telling you is this morning, even in the middle of the desert, right? Think about it. The Israelites are on their way somewhere. They're in the middle of the desert. It's, it's, it's the desert. It's the wilderness. It's not fun, right? Even in the middle of messiness, God says, I'm gifting you the Sabbath. How many times... When we're in the middle of our mess, right? Life is hectic. Things are going on. We've got problems to solve. Our go-to solution is I got to work harder. I got to try harder. I got to think harder. I got to spend more time on this. And yet, in the middle of the wilderness, God says, how about you just spend some time resting? How about you take a moment and rest? Take a moment. This is... This is partly why on Sunday mornings during the prayer time, I like to give you a few moments because service a lot of times is a lot of talking. It's, it's singing and it's vocal and it's something out loud and we're doing something. And we never take time to just sit and center ourselves and, and be like, all right, God, I'm here. I'm ready. What do you got for me? This is what we do on our Sabbath. We say, all right, God, it's me and you. Or if you're like me and you got a family, it's, hey, here's my family. What, do you, what are we going to, how are we going to recharge today? The point is that you have to rest. It's a gift to us. We've got to take moments to rest. And so I know that after the last two weeks, uh, many of you are probably expecting some like, I'm going to get hit with some conviction this morning, right? This is what I got for you right? This is it. Because honestly, this one ought to be more convicting than any of the other ones, right? Even though I'm not like going full out, you know, my normal self. It's because this one is so important and it's the one we overlook so often. We're looking for answers and meanwhile, God says, I gave you a day. <laughs> I gave you a day every week where I asked you to sit and rest and relax and be in my presence. Take advantage. <laughs> be part of it. Jump in. So that's what, I want. that's what I want for you this week. I want you to take some time. Take a day. Take some moments. In fact, I would encourage you, take whatever moments you can get. <laughs> right? Take those moments and spend some rest in the presence of the Lord. Right? Because this is where we're going to develop the trust we talked about last week. Right? You think, you know, when David, when David wrote the psalm and he said, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Right? Do you think that just happened overnight? <laughs> He developed this trust for his shepherd because he knew. How do you know you can lie down unless you try it? <laughs> so try it this week. 
take some rest. Spend some time with the Lord. Recharge your batteries by not doing anything. <laughs> it's countercultural. It goes against every bone in your body, right? You're going to wake up on that Sabbath day you've chosen. You're going to be like, huh, this feels weird. What should I be doing? <laughs> Pray, read, worship, whatever it looks like for you. Take some time to rest. Let me pray. God, we are thankful that even in the middle of a culture that says, go, 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 go. God, you specifically set out a moment that you want us to be still. You have gifted us the Sabbath so that we might rest in your presence. So God, I pray this morning that you would help us to clear those plates off you would help us to prioritize our resting time. To recharge the batteries by sitting at your feet. By being with you. By just being. God, it doesn't matter how messy our lives are. Help us to make places of Sabbath. To develop our trust for you. And to learn that we can rest and lie down in green pastures ourselves. So we thank you for it. We ask for the strength to rest in Jesus' name. Amen.